0: not on Twilight Tonic, I'm going to welcome Jeffrey Harris. This is exciting. I've never had a spiritualist on the show. And Jeffrey Harris has been a lifetime spiritualist and a student of psychic and spiritual sciences. He graduated from Morris Pat Institute, an American spiritualist college. He's working on becoming a minister. And welcome, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for coming on Twilight Tonic.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: You know what's interesting, Jeffrey? I would like you to tell my guest what a spiritualist is.
1: Okay, well, a spiritualist, excuse me, a spiritualist is someone who, by their belief, believes in the basis of communicating the world and the world of spirit by the means of spiritual so what we do as a spiritualist we have the science the philosophy and the religion of spiritualism so as a spiritualist we investigate analyze and classify and manifestations demonstrated by spirit from the spirit side of life and as a science we consistently try to those effects over and over again. As a spiritualist, we believe in the philosophy of spiritualism, and we study the natural law of both the seen and unseen side of life. Mm -hmm. And when we look at those facts, we can tell that they are sustained by reason and are easily observed in nature. And as a religion, spiritualists believe that we comply and understand the physical, mental, and spiritual laws and work with them because we see those laws as the laws of God, or as a spiritualist, we say infinite intelligence. We don't like to basically name God for another person.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So, When it comes to mediumship, is that a huge part of spiritualism?
1: Mediumship is the pivot point of spiritualism. We have a declaration of principles, which is nine statements that we adhere to as a community. And we say that We confirm or affirm that communication with the so-called dead, because we don't believe that it's a physical body that passed by the phenomena of spiritualism. And that phenomenon of spiritualism is mediumship. So when we talk about mediumship, we believe that spirit communication has been in evidence throughout all ages and that mediumship is the one pivot point that separates us from most religion. Spiritualism and spiritism, which is the French version of spiritualism, has mediumship as a means of affirming that we don't physically die, that the person that we are continues beyond the shadow that we call death. Uh-huh. And that communication with our loved ones to receive advice wisdom and know that they are with us no matter what time or space has separated
0: us. Okay. That's really really unique. I really think that's really wonderful in many senses actually. So, how did you get started in this, Jeffrey?
1: Before I even knew that spiritualism was a concept or even a religion. I grew up in a very rural area of North Carolina Mm -hmm. in my great grandfather's home. And we had always heard speaking around the house or outside of our home. We had phantom lights of a car that would come up the dirt road. And once it reached the edge of my grandfather's property, my great-grandfather's property, excuse me, the lights would disappear. Mm -hmm. So spirit has always been manifesting itself in my life, but the story of how I actually encountered spiritualism as a belief system was in 1985, Mm -hmm. when I thought I was too old to go trick-or-treating with the children. My father asked me what I wanted to do for Halloween, and I had heard of a lady in North Carolina called the Witch of Morganton. So we went to her Halloween party and she was carried out in a coffin, dressed as Elvira and sang Black Magic Woman. Wow. So
2: <laughs> that was very I interesting like for a
1: 15-year-old, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so during the party, she began to discuss the concepts of spiritualism. And mediumship and spirit communication. And now I had a name for what I had experienced and we had been experiencing for many years. Mm -hmm. So then I began studying um, spiritualism with her once a week and beginning to develop my mediumship at that point.
0: Mm. Wow. So as you were learning this, it got stronger and stronger?
1: Yes. As with any psychic or spiritual gift that we have, it's the same as going to the gym. The more you exercise that, the more you, the relationship with your spirit guides and develop that trust of communication across the veil that is called death, it becomes much stronger and it becomes deeper and you're able to make that shift from everyday consciousness to that mediumistic level very quickly over
0: time mm-hmm. so anybody has ability practicing, meditating, working on it, you get stronger and stronger each time
1: yes i like to I like to call the development um mediumship reconstruction that's kind of like my little code name for the classes that I teach. Uh-huh. Because every step that we do in developing our mediumship makes it stronger. So as you said, uh, meditation is the first step to be to quiet the mind. Breath control is one thing that we do to work on sustaining and being able to hold that concentration. Mm Mm-hmm. The psych shorthand, in my opinion, is the most important thing after meditation. And that is understanding what spirit is telling us mm-hmm. through signs, symbols, colors, images. Oh,
0: I just, I'm losing you, Jeffrey. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead.
1: So with the after meditation, breath control, your psychic shorthand, the communication with your spirit guides is the foundation block of building and developing your mediumship. Getting into a good spiritualist circle or development circle Mm -hmm. with a medium who has been there and practiced and has proven their ability to communicate with spirit is also very important.
0: Ah, oh, that would make so much sense. So, you know, we
1: have so many, oh, I'm sorry.
0: So all these classes you teach, how many a week do you teach?
1: With our development circle, we like to have class one day a week mm-hmm. for about two hours um, to develop your mediumship. There are other classes that will teach about basically the philosophy and the science of spiritualism.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Morris Pratt, we mentioned in the beginning of your introduction, is the spiritualist college that has a complete program of study from the history and beginning of spiritualism all the way through to the modern day. And mm-hmm. to our present time on how to really develop and understand the educational component, which in turn goes with everything that you do in your development circle. So circles usually meet once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending mm-hmm. on the instructor. And it consistently just builds one upon the other in your development. Oh,
0: I got it. That, that's really incredible. So does everybody have this gift?
1: Yes. As spiritualists, we believe that everyone has the ability to communicate with spirit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It depends on the amount of work that you put into it.
2: Okay.
1: Some people some people want to develop their mediumship or their ability to communicate with their spirit guides, but if you only sit once a month or once every two months. You're not going to be as strong as someone who sits weekly in circle, mm-hmm. that does extra practice at home, to sit in the spirit, which when I say I sit in the spirit is to sit and communicate with your spirit guides, sit to develop that relationship. So as much as you put in, it is what you get out of it. Okay. So everyone has the ability to psychically as well as mediumistically attune to the spirit side of life. Mm-hmm. It's just... Where, At what level does your dedication sit? And then that's the pivot point of how strong it will be.
0: Right. Now, did your parents encourage this with you when they figured out that's what your abilities were and that's what your passion was?
1: My mother was very encouraging. Mm -hmm. My mother has always supported me through my development and my understanding of spiritual gifts and talents mm-hmm. my dad is not so sure really what is still going on today <laughs> you know he yeah. um he, he he he's a very simple country man um he was raised baptist mm-hmm. so for me to come along and say that i'm seeing my great grandfather or I'm seeing someone who passed before I was even born was very disconcerting for him. Um, he still doesn't understand it, but he supports me. Mm-hmm. He encourages me to do what I do. But I still think he's a little taken back by it, even
0: right
1: 37 years later, I believe. Gotcha.
0: Well, when you raise Baptist, it kind of goes against everything they were taught.
1: It does. And and it really challenges so much of what uh, you're raised to believe. And mm-hmm. the good thing is, my dad has a very open mind. So he's willing to concede that there's things that he doesn't understand mm-hmm. and things that religion may not necessarily have the right answer for.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I find it really interesting in spiritualist What year was that founded?
1: Well, we have to talk about spiritualism in two different arenas. So we have spiritualism or ancient spiritualism, which has been known throughout many cultures around the world. Mm -hmm. So the Druids, um, the pagan communities, um, Greeks with their oracles, and different thing, but modern spiritualism that we speak of when we speak about the National Spiritualist Association of Churches, modern spiritualism was founded in eighteen forty eight mm-hmm. in Hydesville, New York, mm-hmm. and it happened with Kate and Maggie Fox communicating with a spirit that they affectionately termed Mr. Splitfoot, oh. <laughs> So it was basically because of the knocks and the raps that um, they were hearing in the cottage in Hydesville.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So they had to call him something, right? So yeah. they didn't have a name for him. So <laughs>
2: <Splitfoot>. <laughs> they called
1: him Mr. Splitfoot. <laughs> so modern spiritualism began in a small cottage in Hydesville, New York, just by those raps with the two young girls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And over over time... Their popularity spread. Um, spiritualism took off like a bat. So from 1848 until about 1920, mm-hmm. there was a huge influence of people practicing spiritualism. Wow. You know, it was time of you know, spiritual awakening was happening in mm. the upstate New York area. You know we had Mormonism coming in. We had mm-hmm. Williamism coming in, which was the uh, beginning of seventh day Adventism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had um, a lot of a lot of the occult secret society groups, quote unquote, forming um, and then modern spiritualism was born along with that whole movement of energy that was taking place in that time,
0: interesting, so when you see movies about that time period with them doing seances and mediumship that kind of intertwined.
1: Yes. So the the seances are an actual part of spiritualism. Seance basically means to sit Mm -hmm. and from the French. And so the seances, the levitation of the tables, uh, the mediums with sitting within the cabinets, with ectoplasm extruding mm-hmm. from them and physically forming faces and hands, is all an aspect of spiritualism that was back in the heyday. Uh. now we have a tendency to be more of mental mediumship. Okay, to where the mediums see. Either objectively or subjectively, the spirit person communicating mm-hmm. with us, and we will describe, give evidence, and relay the message. There are small groups that are still doing table tilting, um, studying physical phenomena, independent voice, which uses the spirit trumpet. So there's still a lot of the physical phenomena that is being developed and used mm-hmm. today but more so what we see today is the mental mediumship.
0: Oh. So you as a medium, do you physically see the spirit or do you feel it and sense it and hear it or all of the above?
1: All of the above. Okay. The good thing is is I do have the ability to see spirit and be able to physically describe them to see their mannerisms, see the way their hair would be fixed but I also have the ability as well to Clara sentiently just feel and know the mode of passing um, to feel to sometimes physically feel the ailment so if it was like a heart condition that caused their demise mm-hmm. I'll have a difficulty breathing if there was say dementia mm-hmm. or cognitive uh, dysfunction. I'll feel like a medicine-y head. And my head will feel like real heavy and wobbly. Mm-hmm. So Spirit gives me physical sensations of uh, to confirm who they are and their mode of passing. Okay. And I also hear them speak to me more so um, subjectively. So I hear it inside of my head, not objectively outside of myself.
0: Okay. So you actually feel you're a physical medium as well.
1: Well, physical mediumship deals with like the exterior phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So the clairsentience is just a a knowing or a sensation. Okay. So when we speak of uh, physical mediums, we speak of someone who may be able to levitate, someone who would work with the spirit trumpet and cause it to levitate
2: mm-hmm.
1: via ectoplasm. So the physical mediumship aspect is what is outside of us that spirit is doing. Okay. Instead of within within us. Um it gets it gets a little there's there's this demarcation line between physical and mental medium. Um mm-hmm. I would be considered more so a mental medium, even though mm-hmm. I feel the sensation of how a person may have passed.
0: Okay. Understood. That's really very, very interesting. And thank you for clearing that up in my head, especially. Um <laughs> What is some of the most humorous thing that a spirit has said to you?
2: Mm.
1: <clears throat> well, that's a tough question. I'm really trying to think of what the most humorous things. I had a I witnessed her say was humorous. Had a very good session a couple months ago with a woman who had came to communicate with her husband mm-hmm. and he was talking how stubborn she was and how <laughs> particular she was about things like in her kitchen and that he was a messy man. So the banter between the two of them was actually very beautiful to see Mm-hmm. And to just feel that love between mm-hmm. each other there's there's really not one thing that sticks out mm-hmm. that says the funniest thing for me. yeah, um, I really don't know how to answer that question <laughs> each Each communication from spirit is different, right with their loved one, and sometimes it's very emotional.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes it's very. Pleasurable, so there's not any one thing that sticks out that I can that I can say.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what about animals? Out of curiosity, anyone that knows me, I'm a big animal fan. Do they ever come into when you're doing a medium session for somebody?
1: They do it at times. Um, the big thing is, is that we have to understand as a spiritualist the whole point of a mediumship or a session with a medium is to prove the continuity of the life mm-hmm. of our loved ones in that have made their transition. Now, when it comes to animals, we have had husbands come in with their wife's Cocker Spaniel mm-hmm. or their wife's Calico cat. And usually when they come with their human who has made the transition, their actions in that section are very much still like they fit around.
0: And oh. I'm losing I you, Jeffrey, not- again.
2: Sorry. Must be the- oh,
0: this is weird. You still there? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and redo that question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: Um, so when a animal comes in with their loved one in spirit, mm-hmm. the whole point of a session with a medium is to we have life of our loved ones, right, but our animals do come with us occasionally mm-hmm. into the session. they will act as they did normally in this physical realm mm-hmm. and I'm like you if, our, if if my animals don't go to the spirit side of life with me I'm not going. <laughs> so, yes. uh, exactly. so we have we have a lot I know, right? <laughs> we we have to we have to make sure that our animals are there too. Yes. But yeah, animals will come through um in a session when it's very important to prove the validity mm-hmm. of who that person is. So, there's animals coming in and out of mediumship sessions all the time.
0: Yeah, I always wondered about that because I always feel my animals that have passed over, I always feel them with me from time to time.
1: Well, the beautiful thing is, is that as our loved ones in spirit come to communicate with us, come in and see us, our animals do come to visit as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always believed yeah. that, definitely. So if you could say a few things about your belief system and you're so passionate about it. What would be a couple of things you'd want to tell people that you have to tell people when they don't understand what it is? How would you phrase it in a a way they can really get it?
1: The one thing that I like to tell people is that Most people will say that the Bible does not prove mediumship, does not prove the continuity of life. But when we look at the phenomena of spiritualism, the phenomena of spiritualism consist of prophecy, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: clairvoyance, clairaudience, sometimes speaking in tongues, the laying on of hands, spiritual healing, visions trance Mm -hmm. a port and a port is when spirit will bring something into a closed room
2: Mm
1: -hmm. excuse me to prove that they have the ability to move things and bring things to you as a gift
0: interesting
1: so all of these things when we look at the gifts of the holy spirit right Mm
2: -hmm.
1: prophecy knowledge of unknown events um healing speaking in tongues we have to look beyond what we've been taught to believe is right and wrong or we have we have to stop limiting what infinite intelligence or what god is able to do Mm -hmm. in our lives and we have to realize that heaven is not a million miles away from us as spiritualists we believe that the spirit world is about four feet off of our physical plane and kind of like a little to the left.
2: You know? So <laughs> really
1: so we have to rate it's, it's that close it's not really that far away. Huh. So we raise our vibration through meditation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Spirit lowers their vibration and we meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And we can still have that same love, communication, that same attachment to each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: even though the physical body is not here.
0: Hmm. That's really cool. And all of those things you mentioned are actually in the Christian Bible. Everything. So I find it fascinating, extremely fascinating.
1: Well, we have to understand that a lot of what is in Scripture is a mistranslation. Mm-hmm. When we look at when it speaks of thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we have to go back and we have to look at King James was translating the Bible to keep supremacy to the monarchy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And how was the best way to do that? And that was to vilify those who were potentially going to cause an uprise. So... We have to go and we have to look at the true meaning of certain words. We have to dig deeper.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I think so, too.
1: we as spiritualists believe that Jesus was probably one of the greatest mediums and healers that there was. Mm -hmm. He saw a person's future. He spoke and the person was healed. When the woman touched his garment, Mm-hmm. And he felt the power issue forth that's spiritual healing. Yeah. You know, so all throughout the Christian Bible, Old and New Testament, are things that point towards the spiritualist practice that we have today.
0: And how do how does your belief system feel about all the other religions, Buddhist, um, Hinduism, paganism. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Well, the good thing, excuse me, the good thing is that you can be a Catholic spiritualist. You can be a Buddhist and a spiritualist. You can be a Hindu and a spiritualist. We, because we consider ourselves a science, a philosophy and a religion, mm-hmm We all have to understand that all of our religions are man-made. Yes. Someone created that faith base, and people found a solace in it. They -hmm. found a belief and a faith in those teachings. So as spiritualists, we don't tell people they have to believe a certain way. Okay. We have a faith and a belief system in the tenets of spiritualism, but you have to find what feels right to you. So in doing that, spiritualism, we realize and recognize that we don't have really a lot of dogmas or creeds that we go by. We have a set of principles that we adhere to and we believe in. Mm-hmm. And that we believe as the basis of our belief in communication with those who have crossed over to the spirit side of life, and we try to live our our belief by that knowledge and that guidance that comes from the spirit world,
0: okay, wow, that's pretty awesome,
1: so yeah so it, it's it's it's. It's very liberating to know that you can be a spiritualist Mm -hmm, and still be a Catholic, be pagan, be a Buddhist, be a Hindu. Now, I, being a member of the National Spiritualist Association of Churches, Mm -hmm. believes and follow the tenets and the philosophy of said group what we call the NSAC.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So for me, I adhere very tightly to the teachings of the National Spiritualist Association of Churches. But if I wanted to go to the Catholic Church, I could. If I Mm -hmm. wanted to go to a Buddhist temple, I'm able to do so. And we allow people to come and go as they, they believe and as they desire.
0: Very open to all belief systems.
1: Yes. So the the good thing is, is like the free thinkers of the day, Mm -hmm. um, the suffragettes spoke at Lilydale, which is where the National Spiritualist Association of Churches is housed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, so we have been kind of like on the fringe of society so often and in so many ways. The thing is that we allow everyone to come and be who they are as spiritualist.
0: Wow. That is super awesome. <laughs> because it it's like you're benefiting from all these wonderful people that come together for a good cause.
1: Exactly. And and the beautiful thing is that women have held leadership positions in the spiritualist community well before any other faith based them to hold positions. Uh, If it wasn't for the women of spiritualism, for the most (laughs) part, I don't think we would be where we are today with um, our community and with our churches, Mm -hmm. because the women have really brought forth so much.
0: See, I really, really appreciate that, obviously, as a woman. But so many, like, churches do not allow women to do anything. You know, I grew up partially Catholic and I remember asking my mother, can women be a priest? And Oh "Oh, no, (laughs) you know, right. We could be nuns, but you could not be basically anything else. So I find that amazing and wonderful. I really love the
1: beautiful thing is, I'm sorry. The beautiful thing is with spiritualism no person is denied membership
2: mm-hmm.
1: based for for any reason. you know we allow men and women to receive credentials mm-hmm. in every aspect of our faith um, its so it's it really if you if I think the biggest thing for me as a gay man coming to spiritualism, it has been such a coming home mm-hmm. for me because there's no, you can't in spiritualism. And our, our communities are such loving and welcoming communities that so many people who have been turned away from other religions when they find spiritualism are like, this is the way it should be.
0: Right, absolutely. So anybody will be welcomed and they are made to feel comfortable at any time. Yes. Amazing. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So what is next for you? You've done so much. You've done amazing work in your mediumship. You went to college for this. What is going on with you as growth, as time goes on?
1: I am currently um studying to test for the National Spiritualist Teacher degree mm-hmm. which will give me the degree and allow me to really teach spiritualism on the national level mm-hmm. and I will be taking ministerial skills in the fall of this year mm-hmm. to then be able to test for licensed ministry mm-hmm. and ordained ministry
0: uh <laughs> So when you do this, do you guys actually have a physical building or church you meet at?
1: Yes. So our churches are in a lot of states. Not every state has a church from the National Spiritualist Association of Churches. Mm -hmm. But if someone would be looking to see if there's a NSAC church in their community Mm -hmm. or in their state, they could go to the national website which is nsac.org mm-hmm. and look under churches and it will list the physical buildings um, as well as spiritual camps that are held throughout the year for the development of their mediumship, their education and spiritualism, as well as their faith practice if they want to weekly go to a church service.
0: That's interesting. Now, do you have one of those churches in Michigan where you're from?
1: We have quite a few. Uh, There are... This is a good thing. Um, So we have the First Spiritualist Temple of Royal Oak. We have... um, trying to think of all of the so we have the first spiritual temple of Royal Oak, we have the first spiritualist temple of Detroit. Uh we have the Flower Memorial Spiritualist Church which is in Leslie, Michigan. <sighs> we have the Michigan State Spiritualist Association which is in Jackson. So we have uh we have probably about 5 or 6 spiritualist churches and I'm hoping to open Living Spirit Spiritualist Church. Here in the Macomb County area within the next year.
0: Wow! What an accomplishment! Congratulations. That's wonderful. I think we have one in Indiana, but I could be wrong. Chesterfield, Indiana.
1: Camp Chesterfield, yes. Um, yeah. Is there? They are not affiliated with the National Spiritualist Association of Churches. Oh. They are a independent spiritualist camp.
0: Okay. I didn't realize.
1: So there's the, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, independent spiritualist communities. Mm-hmm. The National Spiritualist Association of Churches is one of the oldest and the largest within the United States. Okay. So the actual formation of the National Spiritualist Association of Churches was in... Um, 1893. Mm-hmm. And then we have moved forward from that point with the national head. But yeah, so you have the Spiritualist National Union which is in the UK. You have the NSAC here in the United States. You have a lot of other independent spiritualist groups. So we're we're all over the place.
0: Well, so what is how do people get a hold of you? you? You do actual readings, don't you? I do. Mediumship
1: readings. I do readings. I do. Um, so as a psychic medium,
0: <clears throat>
1: when I'm functioning as a member of the National Spiritualist Association of Churches, I do primarily and only mediumship. Mm-hmm. But outside of my spiritualist, association. I also do tarot readings, tea leaf readings, and palmistry.
0: Oh, that's really so, cool.
1: So it depends on what side of the my name I'm working with, whether it's spiritualist or whether it's psychic, mm-hmm. um, my readings are vary. So I do those in person as well as via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And most people can find me on Facebook at Psychic Medium Jeffrey Harris, or they could email me at jhpsychic at com ah. to inquire about a session or a reading with me.
0: Yes. And let me tell you, people, he's amazing. I talked to him prior, about a week ago, before I interviewed you, Jeffrey. And at the time, he picked up on somebody that was near me. That I, it it didn't function until the next day who it was. So I had to call and like, thank you for that. That was wonderful. So really, truly very appreciated. Really loved it. Um, The other thing I'd like to ask you, if you'd be willing to come back on in a month or so and talk about tea leaves and palmistry and tarot.
1: I would love to. Uh,
0: That would be phenomenal. I would be more than happy to. So So all of
1: those are wonderful sciences.
0: Yeah. So leaving people with this thought, I really think that this is probably one of the most interesting spiritual beliefs that I've heard in a long time. And I think it's really something to discover. And if they want to join any of your classes, about spiritualism, can they do that on Zoom with you?
1: I am in the progress of actually setting up a series of classes mm-hmm. for Zoom. So if they reach out to me at uh, email or via the Facebook page, I will be able to get their contact information. And when things are up and running, mm-hmm. I will be able to plug them into that information
0: ah fantastic well Jeffrey I want to thank you so much for coming on Twilight Tonic and explaining this to my gut for my people my peeps out there whoever it might be because I think it's so interesting and I hope you have a wonderful night and thank you so much
1: oh thank you so much for having me
0: you have a great night
1: great thanks you too